Number six, The Basics, Part Two. This uh, is a quote from Sri Nisargadatta Maharaj. I am that. When you know beyond all doubting that the same life flows through all that is, and you are that life, you will love all naturally and spontaneously. One of the most useful tools I have for looking at myself and my behavior, uh, my reactions to life, um, looking at uh, when I behave in ways I don't want to behave, the ways I am sometimes at the effect of fear or anger, upset, is to recognize that I am spirit having a human experience and that as this human experience, this nervous system I'm walking around in, I will be subject to the the facts of a nervous system, which is the nervous system is engaged in keeping itself alive. The survival instinct in us is concerned with survival of self first, survival of species or family second, and comfort third. Most of the things I do that I don't like about myself, that I don't approve of in myself, that I don't particularly like in you, have to do with my reactions as this nervous system, rather than responses from myself to the world. So looked at from the lens of, or through the lens of, the Vedic worldview allows me an opportunity to Number one, have compassion for myself for behaving in ways that may not make me happy. And from that compassion, number two, having compassion for you for when you behave in ways that don't make me happy. And uh, number three, sometimes being able to watch the reaction come up in myself and let it go without having to follow it through, without having to take it seriously, without having to take it personally. When we act from self-preservation or the survival instinct, it's because we are seeing some aspect of our circumstances as threatening to ourselves, our loved ones, our livelihood, or our comfort. Sometimes this is appropriate. The fight, flight, freeze, fawn response is there to keep us safe from threat. But more often than not, we are responding to something that is merely annoying rather than threatening or to an assumption of threat that we have constructed within our own mind. There's a famous story in the Vedic canon of uh, Shankara coming, the teacher coming into a, a, a village and there was one hut that everyone said, stay out of there, there's a terrible snake in that hut, don't go in there, you'll die. And Shankara went in and uh, shone some light uh, within the hut, and this snake-ridden hut that everyone had stayed away from for however long it was actually uh, an empty hut with a rope lying on the floor. So this is threat is constructed in the mind. No one is going to be attacked by a rope, but the imagined snake 
made people behave in a certain way that Shankara was able to shed light on and uh, allow them to begin using the hut for whatever purpose it was designed to be used for. To counteract the unnecessary survival response, like fleeing from the, the rope, we can remind ourselves of the underlying reality of life that remains true whether we are feeling it in a moment or not. Again, this is one of the advantages of the Vedic worldview is that regardless of the experience I'm having, flowing underneath it is this truth of oneness. Regardless of if I'm behaving poorly or if you're behaving poorly, there is a oneness there. There is love there. It's simply being covered up in a moment and uh, misplaced in a moment. And we are mistaking what's happening for something other than uh, what's actually happening, which is life working itself out. And this is not to excuse bad behavior on my part or your part, but it gives me a, an out for most of the situations in my life, a capacity to step back, take stock, and not have to be at the mercy of my uh, emotionality or my need to protect myself. All love is self-love. All hate is self-hate. There are no two things. I can't love you without loving myself. I can't love myself and not love you. There are those who say the unified field and consciousness are the same thing. That everything in the universe, ourselves included, is an expression of this unified field, like waves on the ocean. We are simply waves on the oneness of this unified field, just movements of energy through the field that are here, then gone. The universe as we know it is infinite. Therefore, the unified field must be infinite. Any point in an infinite field is by definition the center of that field. This just, this gave me chills when I realized this. Every point within an infinite field is by definition the center of that field because there is an infinity of distance in every possible direction. Any point in an infinite field is by definition the center of the field. I am that center. This is how I get in touch with infinity is by being where I am and being the center of this field. You too are that center. And by this definition, we occupy the same space. How can two things occupy the same space? It's not possible unless they're the same thing. Unless there is only one thing. There are no two things. There is only self, capital S. And the self in me is the self in you. There is no difference. There is only I am. All love is self-love. All hate is self-hate. There is nothing to get. There is nothing to do. There is only to be. In meditation, we can experience this place of being, this place of oneness, by settling down past those aspects of ourselves that parse out the world in relativity, in relative terms. I'm over here, you're over there. 
in meditation, we can go beyond all of that and settle into this place of being, capital B. Outside of meditation, in our eyes open state, we may assume this place of being is present as well. It doesn't go anywhere. Somewhere behind all these thoughts and feelings, opinions and ideas, being is, even if we're unable to feel it in a given moment. It's there. We are that being now. This truth waits only to be recognized. I can recognize it at any moment. I can recognize it now. Today I will ask myself if I could be free of every idea of who I am, every idea of who I have ever been, every idea of who I think I should be, what would I be? If I am not the sum of my history, what am I? Can I live this as an open question today without having to find an answer? Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.